following show is for comedy only and is purely for the sake of entertainment. The stories, characters, and people affiliated with this show talk about hypothetical situations for laughs. Listener discretion advised. San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? my heart and mind and you warp my soul your stone walls turn my blood a little cold San Quentin may you rot and burn in hell hello I said what's going on man <laughs> yeah we can hear you buddy okay not much how's, how's your day how's the car uh, slow, but I got it done without too much drama, so. Okay. All right. I was, uh, I, I was, uh, I was just talking to, um, Cato, and I was saying that the reason why we're having you on is because I was listening to this, actually, to another show, and they were talking about how these wokists, like, these woke, like, progressives are trying to pander to the working class, the, the proletariats, and I, and, like, and the, the, the blue-collar workers, and uh, I was thinking these guys aren't convincing anyone. They're not, they're not, like, who, who are they kidding trying to sell all this woke pandering bullshit to, uh, like, you know, construction workers and shit? And I figured, now yeah, what, what, what am I doing, you know? How do I go about talking to my coworkers about this? So you, ta you talked to me a little bit uh, after the last episode we recorded together on my show about uh, some of what you do. And uh, we're in the same field. I mean, do you talk to your coworkers about this stuff? Like, to the point, like, they're annoyed with it. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, like, how did you how did you start bringing it up? Oh, uh, well, I've done it several ways. I, I found the best way is usually to wait for them to bring up a subject or start talking about a subject that's that they're pissed about where I can preach a non-government type of thing. Uh, taxes are by far one of the easiest because no one likes paying it. Okay. So when I hear them bitching about taxes, then I just write, like, they could be across the room and I'll make my way over there and just try to work my way into the conversation. So you're known as the politics guy now at work. Does anyone, I mean, does anyone really argue with you on it? Oh, uh. My most recent thing, like I was working around a, a lot of Sparkies, and for the most part, we all would agree about it. Like, it, start with taxes or the COVID or anything like that. Yeah. And I found it, it's better to like lead them along, you know, let them, they start bitching. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. And then throwing, did you know this? Yeah, that's bullshit too. And just keep adding on a little of what they're already pissed about and trying to give them some facts and whatnot to make them more informed. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've gotten to the point where people, I don't know, I, I'm like a unicorn in the world. And so they'll go, hey, man, did you see this on the news the other day? Yeah, I saw it. Hey, what would you think about it? Well, this is bullshit and that's bullshit and this and this and this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Okay, what about this? Did you see this on the news? Roll my eyes. Yeah, I saw it. And we go through the whole process over and over. Like a nightmarish uh, merry-go-round. I mean, I have 
anarchy A's and voluntary V's like written on a lot of my tools. So I know someone oh. doesn't steal them. Okay. Like it, it's blatantly out in the open. No one ever asked me about them, but like they're there. Like if I take my tape measure off and I drop it on there, there's a big fucking anarchy A with a circle around it right there. I'm always a little nervous. Like uh, they got me <laughs> hopping from different crews to different crews. And so like some of the time I know that some people on that crew or on that, you know, job site so most of the time i don't so it's like starting this process repeatedly over and over and over again uh and i'm always i'm always hesitant to say something because like the the owners of the company is a small company the owners of the company are hardcore christians and uh a lot of the foremen are related to them and they're also like hardcore christian conservative republicans like and they're trump they're trumpetarians like they're not trumpetarians they're they're trump servatives that's the word I've got libertarians stuck in my head today. But uh, so that like, if you question the wars, you question the police state, they jump down your throat a little bit. But it always seems to come out somehow. How did, I mean, how did you first start introducing yourself to it? Like to the work, like to your work, fellow workers? Do you always start the conversation like that even from the beginning? Oh, uh, you know, it's kind of a progression. Like, I haven't always known as much as I do now, so I couldn't have always started it the same way, and like I said, it's been a work in progress. Like, I'm sure some ways I just, right away with the most over-the-top, most extreme, like, did you know this? This is bullshit, and like, just trying to challenge their beliefs as much as possible, and I don't think in any situation where if you just give someone a fact that totally challenges everything they've ever been taught, do you, does it start off well? And it usually doesn't end well because if it's based into their upbringing, to overthrow it in a five-minute conversation is never going to happen. So, I mean, it, how do they usually react to you kind of like bringing this new shit up? I mean, are, do, do you mo mainly work with Republicans, Democrats, what? Oh, it's a mix. It's a mix. Uh, the majority are usually apolitical. Most of them don't, even, even the ones that voted in this last election, the most, most of their life, they're apolitical. They don't talk about politics. So of course there, there's the Trumpsters and then there's the hardcore Democrats. Uh, let's see what, what was the original question? Like what do, uh, uh, like, uh, how do they usually take it? Like this, I mean, the shit that we talk about, not many people talk about, it's kind of a new concept to a lot of people, especially in our, our lines of work or actually in any uh, line of work, but different people take it different ways. Uh, the one guy I'm working with a lot right now, like if I talk badly about cops, he's all about it. He, he, he can't stand cops. He worked as a fireman for a while and he's like, dude, cops are just dicks. They treat people horribly. Now, if you say that to someone who's got a fucking thin blue line flag on their car, they're not as receptive. Uh, I did have where uh, a guy I worked with, his son is a cop. Oh, shit. And, and I know he is, and I don't even bring it up to him. Like, I understand his son's a cop, and it's just going to start a fight. Yeah. Well, one day is right at the end of the day, and I'm working on a crew I only worked with a couple times, and I was only there for the day. It was the end of the day. And we were talking about COVID shots or test, test about okay. getting tests. It was, it was right around like Thanksgiving when there was a big spike and everyone was getting it and people needed tests. And he said something like, 
my son's my son can't get one and he's a cop oh okay and i'm uh, and i just calmly and i'm in a room with like eight other guys and i know a couple of them are cop suckers and i go okay. well what makes him so special that he can he should be privileged to get him before anyone else yeah and he's like well he protects you and i go he doesn't protect me i protect myself i'm like that's why i carry if i need if i need him he's not going to be there well all these cop suckers also carry themselves even okay. the dude who uh whose son's a cop and well they all agree with that and i'm like i'm like how do you expect a cop to yeah. be there when you need them i'm like that's just impossible and they're if like yeah yeah you're supposed to protect yeah. yourself if you're agreeing with us, then why why are you still clinging to this notion that they're there to protect you? If you're agreeing that, no, no, they don't protect me, I protect me because I carry, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, now now what's the argument? You know? That's what they've yeah, been told. Yeah. It's not necessarily their fault. You just have to teach them methodically how that's not the case. Well, and to me, it was a little bit of a win, like making them realize in front of everyone, hey, you know, cops aren't here to protect you. You know that. Let's say it out loud together. Like, you wouldn't carry that gun on you if you thought a cop was always going to be able to protect you. Okay, so right there. It's a win. We, all, we can all agree cops aren't here to protect us. And then you can move on from the conversation. Not, and you, not always right away. And don't go right into how every cop's a bastard. You just hit them with, with that. You know, you start hitting them with some facts. Well, you know, it's a... 10 minute average wait for cops to get there. If you call 911, you could be dead by then. They agree with that. Okay. All right. Now let's be realistic. If they're not here to protect you, what are they doing? You don't like when they give you speeding tickets, do you? Oh, no. Hell no. Who wants that? I, my problem is when I uh, talk about the wars, because a lot of them are vets too. And so, and, it's, and all the owners are vets too. And so it's just, uh, you know, I'll bring up the wars. Oh, well, they hate us for our freedoms. <sighs> All right. And then I'll just go through and talk about war just from the 90s up in the Middle East. And, well, they still just hate, our, hate us for our freedoms. Like, All right, man. I guess I'm not going to get you on this. Yeah, it, like I said, in... The only thing I, the only experience I really have with military and anti-government is through social media, like the biting the bullet guys. Yeah. So I, I don't, I try not, I try to stay away from talking about the military with vets. Yeah. Because I, I don't have the experience. I can't go well from here. But when I do talk about it, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, the government's really fucked up on this and they're inefficient. Yeah, yeah, they are. Man, they really don't take care of you guys after you get out, do you? No, they fucking don't. Like, like that's bullshit. I will say that the uh, the lefties and the righties both have the same energy when it comes to uh, when it, at least when it came to the presidential elections. Like, man, one of my coworkers went off on on his on a, the foreman because he was like, "Oh, Joe Biden. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're a racist." And I said, "I I kind of stopped on my tracks and I went through you know ninety four crime bill." Mm -hmm. I don't He's want my racist. kids living in a racial jungle, you know, just everything that he's done, like, it pretty, he pretty much supported segregation, like, I just went through all the lists, well, it was the 94 crime bill, and like, he probably said this a long time ago, well, I mean, yeah, but you think those thoughts just go away, because it, you know, socially unacceptable? No, no, you're just racist, he's racist too, the foreman's racist, you're racist. All right.
you already lost that conversation. Yeah, I, I can't save you, man. I'm not trying to sound pretentious. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here I'm, to I'm save saying, you, but I can't I can't convince you that you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so I've definitely learned to take a softer approach. Like I never I don't bring anything up. Never do. You know what? Eventually something's gonna come up where I get my chance to start and like I said, the guy I work with every day, like he just laughs now. The second and whether I've said anything that day or like not even in the last week, his response is always, see what I got to put up with all day, every day. And he just makes a joke about it. Yeah. Cause he gets to hear it all the time. Oh yeah. It, what, if I'm on a crew long enough and someone will bring something up from the news, everyone will stop and just turn. They'll see if I have something to say. Nope. I'm listening to my music. I'm working. I'm putting in the insulation. Don't, don't mind me. If you have, hey, Rosie, you, have you have a question. I'll, I'll answer. Rosie, where do you work, by the way? I'm a plumber. Okay. I, I do, like, commercial, industrial stuff. Uh, I've, I've kind of done it all. I've, everything from residential, new construction, service, all the way up. And during that time, based on what we're talking about, have you actually turned anybody to kind of your train of thought on things successfully? Uh, I can't say I've ever turned anyone in had someone go from being completely one way to mine, but I I know I've left some people thinking differently. And and that's the may, important may, part. Yeah, maybe changing some views they they had. Usually small little stuff. Small little stuff like what? Uh, it's different for every every different person. No matter right. what we're talking about, whether they're a leftist or a rightist, you know, like, well, you know, cops don't protect you or, you know, the military's kind of fucked. Like, we definitely shouldn't be bombing people, you know, depending on who you're talking to. Some people go, yeah, you know what? You are right about that. And just knowing that I've changed one viewpoint, one small viewpoint they had, because I'm not around them all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to convert anyone but if you can just start think get them to think thinking different what's the easiest thing you can get them to convince uh to go with oh taxes by far like you, you they start with you know income tax and well you know property tax is bullshit you know what property tax is bullshit and then uh, you'll say oh well this is bullshit and they're like oh well no you know they'll pick a tax that they like and then if you break it down well you know, we think we could do this cheaper and more effectively through the free market without anyone wanting to show up to your door and take you to jail. Like I said, by far, taxes is the easiest to get through because people are have a pre-notion of already hating taxes. If you want them to really hate taxes, tell them to uh, assign their withholding status to let them get everything all year and then actually have to pay their taxes at the end of the year instead of that, oh. that auto enrollment. Like if everybody that. in the, if it's everybody terrible. in the country, if everybody in the country did that, like there'd be a, be a revolution next year, you know? Well, I, I've come across a few guys that like claim like nine dependents or 12 dependents or something ridiculous <laughs> so that they don't actually pay taxes. And then after like four or five years, they got busted and then had oh, a deal no. with, it's like uh, the one electrician I was talking to, like they took a house from him. They took, they went into his, uh, uh, what's the boxes they have at the bank? 
Oh, uh, safety, safety or security deposit box. Sa yeah, safety deposit box. They went into a safety deposit box and took all his valuables out. Damn. And like sold them at auction, kept any cash that was in there. <laughs> so the the theoretical stance of like what a bank is supposed to be, which is to protect your assets, just with a wave of a wand, the government just can take it. Instantly. Instantly. All the IRS has to do is make a phone call or send a letter, and the bank will do whatever the IRS says. They freeze your assets instantly. Fuck banks. <laughs> wow, yes. the mafia really gets theirs, don't they? Yeah. Wow. You ever get you ever have someone get mad at you? Yes. Yes. Um, How often? Less now because I've learned to take stuff a little easier. And then because I do have to work with around these people and just having someone really pissed at you all the time isn't a great work environment for me. So I've learned to take it a little easier and notice when they're starting to get pissed and then try to pull it back. Because like I said, I still got to fucking go to work every day and having everyone pissed at me ain't worth it. You always have the same crew or is it different crew, different job site? Uh, different crew, different job site. Like, uh, Guys, I work with my company, come and go. Like the past year, I've been working with this one guy every day. But then we go to different job sites or like the job sites that we're normally on, different crews come in. Sometimes we need more help. So we bring more guys from our company. Uh, like sometimes, like we get different crews of pipe fitters coming in that work for my company, but I'm not a pipe fitter. So technically, they don't work with me, but they work for the same company. So you really but get different. a chance to, to practice, you know? Oh, yes. Well, this didn't work on this crew, so I won't try that one again. Yes, and through different companies and job sites, like yeah, I've, I've had some people get pretty pissed. Like, okay, what's the mat? What's what? What was the worst one? Uh, I've had a couple, like back when Trump was being elected. Oof. Like, people were split both ways. Okay. And I didn't like Hillary or fucking Trump, so and I wasn't as practiced back then, so I would just come out with the worst shit. Well, you know about this, and they just get, you know how emotional people are about their political fucking masters. Yeah. Oof. I had I had a I had a guy who was just fucking like pointing and fucking screaming. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right. Yeah, man. yeah. All it's right. definitely it's definitely escalated to like that, and then I pull back because I. Obviously, I'm not trying to start violence with the person. Like, I've I learned some people you're just never going to change. I don't know what percentage that is, 10, 25%, whatever. Like, some people, it's to them, it's more physically damaging to hear the truth than to keep hearing the lies. Like, they just cannot ever accept the fact that they've been lied to their whole life. And it's this, it's easier for them to just keep going on the, with the lie so like those people i just try to stay away from anymore even on social media like if you realize you're not changing anyone's opinion i, I gotta move on i'm not gonna listen to your same crappy arguments i've heard a million times yeah well the internet's definitely the worst um but be persistent with those in your community like those you work with your neighbors people in your town that's one thing that's ever really gonna work in the long run yeah, yeah, and uh, like I have to say, like the people I work with might not know how extreme I am, but they know 
when they see me that, like uh, Flintlocks was saying, like the second a news thing comes up, they look to him to see what he's going to say. So, you know, I'm at least making it known, hey, these are my political beliefs. If you want to talk about them, we can. But this is me. Like, don't, like, I'm not trying to hide shit. I'm not, you know, no. we shouldn't have wars. Every politician is a criminal and a liar. You ever reveal so, yourself? Like, what do you mean? Hey, I'm an anarchist, or like I said, I got a big anarchy A on my fucking tape oh, measure yeah, that's right. that I wear all the time. Like, no, no one ever says anything about it. And then, like, my level that I use every day has a big V on it. Yeah, has, so that, has anyone ever found out your resi? No, no, I've never even been asked about it. So, what do you think? What? Would, how would you react if they did? I'd be happy because if they knew me chances are they agreed mm -hmm. like i don't think there's that many people who disagree with my beliefs that are listening to the podcast they would figure it out because that's the t giveaway like if you've heard my voice yeah you're gonna probably know me i've been told it's very distinctive yeah that's uh that's that hasn't concerned me about um co-workers i have now because I, I have had people find the show um but past soldiers and past COs, that would make me uncomfortable. Just hit me up out of nowhere. Hey, I think I heard you on something. So, so you're on a PBS special. Yeah, that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> I heard that would voice. be really unfortunate. I mean, I've told guys I work with that I have a podcast, but never like told them what the podcast was or where to find it or anything like that. Ooh. I mean... Would you, how would you feel if, if someone started listening to the podcast regularly? That I work with? Yeah, like a co-worker. Oh, I would love it, because if they're listening to it regularly, then at some point we have some kind of common ground that I can work with. That would be awesome. I, I, I wish I knew someone locally who listened to our podcast. We should tell people locally yeah. about your podcast. Yeah. Honestly. What's that? I said you should tell them about your podcast, then. If you're confident that what you, you are going to be doing isn't going to um, put at risk your job or your livelihood, then absolutely. Like, I'm confident. in a lucky position. I have a skill set that's pretty fucking good and is really hard to replace in this day and time. Mm. Plus, oh, yeah. I, can get I can get along with people at work because I know it's my job. And I got a good rapport with the owner of my company. Like, it would be very... I don't know if I could ever get fired for doing something just politically. Like, I'd have to do something physically mm -hmm. that pertained to violence before they would even consider getting rid of me. So, I have that. Not everyone's got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I if, if you are in an uncomfortable position with, you know politics at work i don't recommend doing that at all for sure i'm a it, former luckily i know i'm a former political scientist i can't keep it, my mouth shut <laughs> and if they did fire me for it my skill set will get me another job that's a great thing about working trades man once you got it you don't lose it yep but is there anything you avoid at work like a topic i mean um, no, I, I can't think of anything I would. 
I mean, there were there's certain people I would invo- avoid topics, but it's like, dude, if it's the big Trumpster and I've talked to the guy before, and I know I, I'm not going to change him, I just stay away from him politically. It's one of those things, like, some people, if they hear me talking politics, they walk away because they're apolitical and don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, if I, if I hear someone going on a rant politically that I know I'm not going to change their mind, I just walk away from it. I, like I said, I got better things to do. Well, you just implant a question in their mind that conflicts with their prior beliefs, and over time, that'll eat at them. Uh, some people, angry. yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a certain group of people that they just get angry, like... They cannot. It's like a, a no, robot. I'm saying for those kind of people, just drop in a single question, you know, like a like a big question mark, you know, well, if this, then this, which, you know, is going to be contrary to their prior belief. And then just walk away after that and let that simmer for them over time. And I think eventually they'll have a more open mindset once they start to see the contradiction and you can move in then. Yeah, but some no, people blatantly ignore or annoy, ignore that. Some people will just straight up like, nah, I don't care about that. I don't care about the Okay, well, I mean, those people, like, you're not going to help them at all. So yeah. <laughs> just walk away, yeah. Yeah, and those are the ones, like, most people, I will push it to a point where one of us gets upset. If I have the time constraint and, like, like I'll, I will push it till one of us gets upset. And then I leave the situation and I think about it, and I'm like, was that going anywhere? Was that person even savable? Did I do this right? Did I do this wrong? And if I come to the conclusion that they're just stuck in their way and they're never going to change, then I just avoid the whole conflict because there's other people I can go, uh, you know what? I don't care if I talk to the same guy about fucking bitching about taxes. We can, we can always agree on that, and that's a good conversation. Do you uh... – oh, I'm sorry. I lost it. I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. My bad. Good job. Like, Thanks. Uh, with, with the whole mask thing, like uh, pretty much anyone I've ever worked with knows that I'm against them because I have to be yelled at before I'll put it on. I've so... seen pretty much everyone at my work against the masks. That one is pretty easy to sell them on. Like, there, There's a couple random guys that decide that they're going to wear their masks. And whatever, and they don't say nothing to me, and I don't say nothing to them. Like, wear your mask. Like, worked with them for months, and all of a sudden, one time, I'm like, they took it off for some reason, and I'm like, dude, you got a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know, that's their thing. I don't bitch at them. They don't bitch at me. Like, 2020 was really good for selling people on Liberty. Yes, yes. And now, at this point in time, anyone's still wearing the mask, I don't even bring it up, because... Obviously, they're set in stone. Oh yeah, man, it's a different it's a different ball game though. At my wife's work, she uh, since she's a pharma tech, everything that they put out about masks and mandates and lockdowns, they just eat it up. I I can I can't talk to her coworkers about it when she drags me out to those work events. No, no, because all you're gonna do is upset you, upset yourself and upset them. Because they're de- they're they're not going to change your mind, and you're not changing theirs. So when I find myself in those situations, I just avoid. I try to avoid it altogether. Sometimes yeah. it turns into a big argument. Like I got a buddy that's pro mask, like, 
And even he just doesn't want to hear it. And I'm like, dude, you're stupid. You're stupid for wearing it. Like you're just, but he's so set in that everything he believes is right. And the government's not going to fuck you. And like, he just don't want to hear it. He wears his mask fucking everywhere he goes, talks about how much he hates it. But if he goes to a restaurant and he's got to go to the bathroom, you, you better believe he's got that fucking mask on. Even though the restaurant's empty, he doesn't have to walk past anyone. He puts the mask on. Well, he's got to follow the science, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the dude, but. So I, I've just learned not even to bring it up. It's become. Although it, or it'll come up and I'll, I'll find myself in the middle of a rant and then just try to change the subject as quick as possible so I can keep living my life. I like to remind them of uh, the uh, the AZT and AIDS epidemic because that was Fauci who was running that and he kept pushing this drug AZT on AIDS patients and it would just turn their blood toxic and they had to, like bunches of them were smuggling drugs uh, from other countries into the border and then like reselling them and it was like like drugs from Mexico and Japan and shit and they were like way better than AZT like Dr. Fauci killed a shit ton of AIDS patients. Yes. Like I said, some people don't want to be reminded about that. They don't, they didn't care before and they definitely don't care now. Like, you're not changing their mind. Yeah, you gotta really know when to call it quits. I mean, that's my only thing when it comes and to all, talking. All I can say for that is experience. You, you gotta piss some people off before you realize where people's limits are with it. Like I said, to this day, I still piss some people off. Don't care. Yeah. Fire me. I'll find a new job. Oh, man. You can't fire me. me. We, we can fight about it, too. I just don't <laughs> fit in. Kato, you got any more questions? Um, well, I mean, in general, the, the type of people, at least online, who pretend to convey themselves with the working class, which is all three of us in this room right now, yeah. How, well, how, do we, how, do we, how do we convince them that the working class want nothing to do with them? You used to be a working because class they guy, man. Now you're fucking bougie I ass. Am. Standing desk working in an office. <laughs> standing desk. Well, yeah, sometimes right. I use a yoga ball. I'm calling them out. I, I still make less than a plumber, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't get to work from home, brother. Yeah. What was your question? I don't know. Sorry. No, it's like how, how can we convince them like what the working class actually is? Because they're so convinced that they are the working class because they work in a coffee shop, but hey man, sometimes they have to lift boxes. Well, technically, the I would consider them the working class. The people that well, they, do service are the working class, they're blue collar. They are. But they're a very small subs subsect uh aligned with very inner city. And well, no, actually, the service industry is huge. You're running them motherfuckers right, all I'm the time. Right, I'm talking about the very specific, um, I don't know, typical leftist the commies. on the internet. Right, yeah. The commies. How do you deal with the commies? Correct, that's my question. Go on. <laughs> uh, very few, again, a lot of those, you can't change their mind. I worked with a guy who considered himself an anarcho-communist. And before I even knew this, we were talking about being foreman. Okay. And I'm like, I don't really want to be for me. He's like, me either. 
me either. He's like, I don't want the responsibility, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth the money. And I'm like, yeah, for the little bit extra they want to spend, it's not worth the fucking heartache. You know, there's a lot of extra stress that goes in with it. And he's yeah. like, yeah. So then I find out that he's an anarcho-communist. So I'm like, well, who's going to run these businesses? He's like, people will take turns. I'm like, dude, you don't even want to be a foreman. Like, how the fuck? Like, let's say you do want to be a foreman. It doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. Like, how the fuck does that work? He didn't have an answer for that. Did he have any other takes? No, I didn't. I, I didn't get to. I worked with the guy for a couple weeks, and it took me a little bit to realize what he was, and then I never got to work with him again. Mm. You think you could have, uh, like, but... walked him to that, you know, that last, uh, you know, to, down the down the mental route to where you wanted I don't think to so. Go? This dude was, like, this dude was in his, like, mid to late 30s and was still an anarcho-communist. Okay. So I don't think I could have changed him. Hey, um, at least he had that A in front of it. Don't fuck with he, me. He I don't fuck with y'all. He was really lazy at work. Oh, no. Is that really what he believes, though? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I I, I would have liked to work with the guy a little more and get a little more information out of him. Like, I'm not a big anarcho-unity guy, but... I don't get face-to-face -face conversations with people who call themselves anarcho-communists very often. Yeah. So, like, or ever. So I wish I would have had more time to just pick the guy's brain. Like, I wish I could have worked with him for a year. And just, like, one day every two weeks. Like, hey, dude, let's, let's talk politics. Yeah. I'm sure he would have been friendly about it. I've, ta I've talked to a couple ANCOM, like, legit principled ANCOMs, not, like, like wokus, uh, but ANCOMs online, they seem... Pretty open. We bust each other's balls still, like, you know, give them a nudge, helicopter joke here, and they'll give you a face the wall there, and everyone's laughs at the end of the day, and hope they, the other isn't serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the most part, the guy was nice, just like I was. Like, okay. we both understood, and he was, he was happy to tell me about it, and neither of us pushed it to the point where we we're going to piss someone else off for the little bit of conversation we did have. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you both say that you'd like less government or no government, and that's nice. That's always nice to find that common ground. You can skip all the rest of the bullshit. Yeah, he was also pro-Antifa, and this was before the whole summer of Antifa, too. Like, so I didn't, like, I'm like, dude, Antifa's, like, they're a horrible organization. I'm like, they're fascists themselves. He's like, no, they're not. They're good. Like, blah, 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 blah. The whole, the same, same thing the whole media pushed all this summer. Because it's probably like about three years ago I worked with the guy. Yeah. So I, like, I would have loved to work with him this summer and heard his thoughts about it. Because from my understanding, he's pretty big in the community, whatever community that is that he talks to. So yeah. I would have loved to hear his ideas more. Okay. If nothing else, it just gives me more ammo for my beliefs. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, either you learn something or you have something to hold against someone. Yep. What else are you thinking, Cato? Not much. Not much no. goes on in the said. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in an office environment now? No, I mean, I work from home. I'm just... Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just not a welder anymore. Gotcha. No, I, I was wondering what it was like going from the field to the office, because 
my wife well, works in an office and you know, I work from home now. I never leave the fucking house. So <laughs> I'm just stuck here at home yeah. and, and uh I'm okay to, being stuck at home. He's losing, now. Kind of he's room, losing his so mind, that works though. for me. I'm a boss of zero people, you know. Perfect. But that's not that's not blue color. I'll I'll have to break out well, one of these days, buddy. No, if you're if you're in an office, you're you aren't blue collar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go back to welding, dude. No, it messed up my body. Or it didn't mess up my body. My body's messed up and it I couldn't do it. Well, I mean, I, I could probably find one that's not, you know, what I was doing, which was working on the navy ships, but now No, uh, welding welding's horrible for you. Yeah, no, and, and the only time I really did it was in uh, San Diego. I was working on Navy ships down there, and it was, like, climbing up really high and, like, squeezing my body into really tight places that were just hot and whatever and spending hours in there. thought I couldn't do it. And here's the thing is those are the welding jobs that pay the best. Oh, it did. <laughs> For sure. That's why, that's why I took it because I, I had an expensive wife, and that was really my only <laughs> option. So I thought welding was only bad – uh, was bad for you because you were cramped inside small spaces. Is it bad in general? Because I was thinking about going to welding next. Like the fumes from it are pretty horrible. Like yeah. a lot of shit. Like they'll tell you it's not that bad. Like everything in construction is horrible for you. Like the asbestos, as much as they know about asbestos today, they're not really good at removing it before you work on it. Mm -hmm. The concrete dust, like a couple years back, OSHA made this whole thing about out silica dust and everything like that that kind of gets ignored for the most part anyways like that's oh, just yeah. horrible for you uh, like the welding gases the fluxes they use like depending on the metal you're using and like a lot of times you're jammed in a spot on top of it or like there's no way to get rid of the fumes or there is and no one wants to pay for them so you kind of get stuck doing well i mean what's wrong with plumbing like what's what's bad on your body about that oh uh, well just the physical labor uh even though i grew up in an era where i never had a lead pipes i still run into a lot of lead like the chemicals from gluing pipe together is not, not great for you like nowadays it's more just the physical abuse on your body yeah i had to do man i had to do some pvc to to a gutter the other day and oh man those fumes were terrible Dude, I got to the point for a while, I didn't even smell them. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. People walk in the house and the, the key like, oh, you're getting, you're getting high, you're huffing. I'm like, dude, I don't even smell those fumes. I, I don't know what you're talking about. They said the same thing about uh, fiberglass, and it's starting to get to the point where I can't feel it on my skin anymore. I think all the pores are clogged. Yeah, you build up an immunity to it. Yeah. I don't know. Thank God. I you get tired of itching. Yeah, Jesus. But that fiberglass is horrible for you. It's like silica dust, oh, man. It yeah. gets into your fucking lungs. Yeah. Like that's where skin. you need the SN95 mask. Yeah. You want to talk about masks, that's where you need it. Yeah. That, silica dust, fucking... Any any of those kind of dust. They're like, have finer particles. Asbestos. Yeah, yeah I... I don't know. I'm uh, I, I'm trying to consider what I'm gonna do next. I might continue doing roofing for a while, but my knees are fucking killing me. Yeah, dude, roofing's one of the hardest jobs out there, man. 
uh, I was just working with a bunch of roofers doing like commercial industrial roofing and all they did was repairs. They didn't do any new installs. Oh Jesus. I hate repairs, <laughs> man. It's all they did. They, I was, I, I worked with them for like a couple months cause uh, they would cut up a section every day and have to get it back in before the day was over. Mm -hmm. And every time they came to a roof drain, I had to be there. They they cut around it. I'd cut the roof drain out, put a new roof drain in, make the connection, and then they'd roof back around it all in the same day. And every one of those guys looked ten to twenty years older than they actually were. Yeah, like, they, dude, uh, in, they all look terrible. <laughs> in the sun all day, working. 10, 12 hours days all the time, huffing fucking tar fumes and PVC fumes and the glues from the fucking roof adhesives. Oh, yeah, and it gets everywhere and it gets all over your skin and it fucking, oh, man, smells. But I don't know, man. I Like, when I have a kid, I don't know if I want them to go to college or go in a trade. And when I initially got out of college, I said a trade, and now I don't know. What do you, what do you push uh, your kids to do? I try to push my kids to do what makes them happy. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they like, uh, you know, I tell them get a job. That's my big thing. All right. You're done with high school. Get a fucking job mm -hmm. and then figure out what you want to do. Like my daughter, my oldest, she's going to community college right away she thought she wanted to go to college and i'm like you know what your grades weren't that good i'm like they're better than mine yeah you had like a 2.8 3.0 but i'm like that's not like i'm like you have no idea what you want to do I mean, get a fucking job start figuring out what you want to do when you get bored with that job get another one she kept the same burger flipping job for like four years mm -hmm. and now like she's just like she's like i'm gonna get a job at a golf course this year this summer i'm like cool I'm like, you're, you're going to have a great time. I'm yeah. like, do it. You know what? There's places you can go in golf cart, golf courses that you can make a ton of money. Like, you don't need a college degree to do it. Like, you can run their, their restaurant. Or you can run their pro shop. Or, you know, you could you could take a two-year class in community college and become a horticulturist and be in charge. Uh, I'm like, or you could find out that you don't want to do any of those. But you're not going to figure that out going to a classroom every day. You have to actually go do the work. I'm like, if you want to go to school while you're doing it, that's fine. And I also told her, like, when you're done with your two-year community college, get a job in something. If you think you want to be an engineer, get a job in an engineering place. I don't care if you're in the mailroom, if you're mopping fucking floors, if you're a receptionist. I mean, you're going to be around the engineers. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, if you work there a couple years and decide you still want to do engineering, guess what? A lot of those companies will help pay for your education. Get a job. Get a job. And you know what? Hey, get a job in the trades. You might find out you don't like it. You might find out you like it. At least you're making good money doing it. Trade jobs are the new boom, for sure. Uh, everyone was convinced over the past you know, 30 years that they have to go to college and everyone's trying to get white-collar jobs. And the ones that pay the best are the trade jobs right now and will be for the foreseeable future. Because majority of the workforce, you know, they, they come out of university and then they, they, they put all those psychological issues in their bio and they just assume they're supposed to be making six figures doing fuck knows what. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. But. Oh, dude, uh, 
I'm 41 <laughs> years old. Uh-huh. So, you know, I graduated high school over 20 years ago. And even then it was pushing towards college. My yeah. mom told me my whole life I had to go to college. My dad didn't even really, you know, whatever. Then as I got older and I was like in high school, my dad told me, he's like, you don't have to go to college. You do have to have a job. He's like, college ain't for everyone. But all those years of my mom telling me I had to go to college and then the public school system telling me I had to go to college, I was fucked up for a couple years thinking I was doing the wrong thing. Well, it turns out, uh, as far as jobs go, and I got barely past high school, like, I enjoy my job. I don't hate it every day going to work. Like, it's work. Who wants to go there every day? But like, I've had jobs where I wake up and detest going and that's the worst. I can't handle that. Some people will endure that for years. Me, I have to quit and find somewhere I'm happy with. And I'm happy being a plumber and being in the blue collar. I like, I get a lot of accomplishment for building things with my hands. There is a different kind of feeling when you can look back at a product that you made just now and think, wow, I did that. Huge, huge sense of accomplishment. And uh, I've been reading uh, Ted Gazinski's manifesto. Really? Yes, yes. And the whole part of it, the at least as much as I've read so far, he's just talking about people's places in society and not having fulfillments. So you'd recommend and it? Being be, well, yeah, yeah. yeah it, well, it's, I've only read like. 70 some of the paragraphs uh, there's a few hundred if not a thousand Jesus. but like the first part of it was all about yeah the first part of it was he's just talking about how people don't have the sense of fulfillment they used to get even though like you know back in primitive times you spent all your time working on shelter and food every bit of your day was spent on shelter and food and surviving but at the end of the day you didn't have depressed people because because they had fulfillment. And as the industrial revolution came around and people don't have to work that hard, they also don't get that sense of fulfillment that they they would as a primitive man. And I think one reason I've stayed as sane as I have is because of my job. Because it, honestly, like even doing little projects around the house, when you're done, you have a sense of fulfillment. Oh, like yeah. You've done something good, like you've built something with your hands, and you can really feel good about yourself. Maybe that's why they, there's so many young people looking, like putting all those, all that fucking like mental shit in their bio, like, oh, I have anxiety and depression and this and that, because uh, they want to feel validation. And they don't get it through work. Yeah. And and even primitive aside, like uh, first world countries like ours have a much higher suicide rate than third world countries where that kind of thing doesn't even exist. And if it does, it's a very rare case. Um, Japan beats. uh, It's like like top of the list a lot of the time. They're super modernized. Whenever a culture booms and there are, there's just a wealth of safety nets around everyone. People lose that, that grind that kind of requires them to think about anything other than all, all the issues we you know kids have today it's mainly like like right now it's like you know kids in their early 20s or late teens yeah hey the CIA will take them though I mean that video was I, I would moving. say 
Wait, I, I, I think say it's we like got the... people. People okay. in their thirties and forties that are like that. Like people always want to say kids because they don't want to think it's happening to them or people around them. But it, the more I learn about it, the more I can look at people around me and see that they're not happy with their lives because they don't have any sense of fulfillment. Well, Rosie, what, what are some things that you think might bring people that sense of fulfillment? At least you know the, the older folk. Oh. Uh, Ted even talks about this is like having hobbies in itself are people's self mechanism of trying to get that fulfillment they want. Like the mm -hmm. whole idea of having a hobby. So I would have to say like, if you are feeling that way, what's something you feel, feel strongly about, you know, try to find, you know, if you ever had an inclination of building something, maybe you want to work on a charity but find something and put your all into it. And if it's not inconveniencing you in some aspects of your life, then you're really not putting your all into it. Do you have like, a hobby that's besides shit posting in the uh, podcast? Uh, I like working on stuff. Like um, I do home projects. Uh, I've always been a car guy. I don't have a car now, but I have a motorcycle. Like I've spent... Lots of time, like I, I spent years just dicking with my my motorcycle, like taking it apart, putting it back together, taking it apart, putting it back together. Now we got a three D printer, like um, that's pretty cool. Like just the idea of you don't have to be a fabricator, but you can make a three D print, and there's some skill into it. It's not unskilled. Like you, it takes practice, but then you can make a print and go. You know what? I produce that. Like I took the time, I, I learned how to do it. I troubleshot the different problems I had along the way and I can feel good about it. I still need to level my, I still need to level my bed. I still need to dig in that <laughs> website you sent me. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. I still need to like sweep my kitchen floor, you know? Oh, come on, man. I'm at level the bed on the, <laughs> on the printer, dude, on the printer. <laughs> I, I was running a little late today because I'm like, oh, I got like 15 minutes left. I'm like, you know what? I, I put a print on like a couple days ago and I haven't gotten back to it. I'm like, let me go peel that off and see how it look, came out. Well, it came out like shit. And I had a problem. So then I'm down there fucking with my printer. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to do the podcast real quick. But like I'm in the middle of this. I'm almost done. Let me finish it up. Sorry to inconvenience you. <laughs> it's good. Don't get <laughs> like I said, it's one of those things. I'm like, oh, Yeah. So, uh, what, what kind of things do you print, by the way? Guns. That's it. Oh, I thought you were gonna uh, find some roundabout stuff. Uh, you didn't have to my, say that out loud. <laughs> for, for Christmas, my kid wanted to. Uh, her friend liked this. Is either a video game or some anime. Okay. And she she found this mask online that someone had 3D designed. It was a mask from whatever it was, the video game or the anime. And it was like $11 for her to buy the 3D design. So yeah. she bought that and then I printed it. It took me like four or five different prints. Like I had to mess with a bunch of different settings to get it right. Yeah. But I finally got it right. Nice. And then um, I showed her how to sand it down. And we 
between me and her, we got to sand it down real smooth, and then she painted it. And it was okay. almost like uh, Iron Man colors, like the red, the gold, and the black. Oh, badass. And it, it came out amazing. Like, the way she painted it, it came out great. And she's like, oh, oh my God, he loved this so much. Because you can't, it's one of those gifts you can't buy anywhere. Yeah. So, like, it was a real thoughtful gift. Like, I, I printed off my kids into Dungeons & Dragons, so I printed her a uh, dice tower. What it does is you put the dice in at the top, and it, like, tumbles them back and forth and comes out and rolls them for you. That looks like the tower of, uh, what is it, Mordor from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Tight. Uh, Mordor. Mordor. So, uh, yeah. I, pr <laughs> <laughs> I printed one of those. Uh, I print upgrades for the printer. You okay. print upgrades for the printer. That's the most self-sufficient thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, you can 80 <laughs> or 90% print a 3D printer. Are those on uh, deterrence <laughs> defense or uh, defense deterrence? That site that you sent me is that? Are they on there? No, uh, but they're out there. They're out okay. there. You like if if you get in with that group, like they'll t show you where to find it. Or as uh, Control Pew likes to say, iron sharpens iron. Oh, okay. So, like my one 3D printer broke, so I bought another one and printed out parts to fix it. Oh shit! Okay, so now you have a backup. Mm -hmm. That's tight. It was a hundred and seventy dollars. When I can tell your productivity. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I'm not that productive. It's actually the ones just sitting here. I I, I mean, put they, it all they, back they together. They take like days at a time to go. So I mean, you just have two running at the same time now. You know. Yeah, I don't yet. I don't yet. If I had more money for different projects, I would. Jay, you got one right. I did recently, and then I. What built are you done with it? Not a not a damn thing. I still need to level the bed. I still need to level it, and I need to uh, download different files. But I built it, and then the truck pulled up to pick me up for the job site, and I never looked back. Mm -hmm. I go in phases because, like, when you get a project like uh, like an FGC nine, takes a week of printing. Oh shit. So, like, you got to be on it. I'm, I'm always checking the machine. Like, if it's a three-day print or a two-day print, you know, I try to check it three or four times a day and make sure it hasn't fallen apart yet. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll play with my printer for a month, and then I don't play with it for a month. But when okay. I'm playing with it for that month, I'm playing with it constantly. Okay. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh, I can't. I mean, some people are probably more consistent than me, but, like, I'm either full on or full off. No, I get that. I definitely get that. Well, Rezzy, I uh, appreciate you coming and talking with us today. It was uh, It's always a pleasure. Um, I mean, I'm sure everyone oh, has no your problem. plugs. Would you like to plug anything else? Yeah, I'll go through the whole thing. I'm Resurrecting Freedom on Instagram. Um, I'm part of a podcast, the E-Militia Podcast. You can find us on just about every popular podcatcher there is and YouTube. And I have recently been trying to be active on Twitter. You can find me there at Resi Can't Spell. Oh, I forgot. You just got back on Twitter. Oh, yes. You're on Twitter, huh? Yep. Twitter's yes, the only I... thing I'm not banned from. So uh, once this goes down, like I'm just done with social media, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only Resi reason I'm on Twitter is because draw. everyone I know is banned off Instagram. Yeah. How are you liking Twitter? I know that you texted me and you're like, nah. I... 
I hate Twitter. It's stupid, but it is fucking. I hate it so much. It becomes more tolerable. And like you told me, you're like, I'm gonna share all your posts, and I'm like, I don't care if you do. I don't. (laughs) If I don't get a bunch of followers on there, I'm fine. Like I said, I I did it just to chat with people I know. One more time. What's your ad on Twitter? Resi can't spell. Oh yeah, I got him. There it's it got a car- cartoon picture of David Bowie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep, yep. That's cartoon David Bowie right there. The sovereign. All right, I got you, fam. All right, man. Uh thanks for coming on. Peace. We need animals, they control.